the Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. We hope you enjoy this message by special guest speaker, Levi Huff. Good morning, Awaken Life Church. Yes. So good to be with you guys. We, we just had a powerful weekend up in Flagstaff with your leaders. I just want to tell you guys, you are very blessed with amazing, humble, spirit-filled leaders. So, so blessed to be associated with this church and, um, yeah, and, and your leaders are just such special people. Amen? Who just appreciates your leaders? Can we just give it up for... Daniel and Joy and all the people that are, that are leading, yeah. So, um, wow, we're going to have some fun today. We've already had fun. <laughs> we're going to have more fun, glory to glory. So, but before I jump into what I, I'm going to share, I'm going to have the, the team come forward and uh, just turn to your neighbor and say, brace yourself. Go ahead and stand up here, team. I just want to let, let you guys know I brought the big guns. I brought the heavy artillery. <laughs> What's that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, we're, we're, we mean business today. We're, we brought out the big guns. So, um, <clears throat> devils beware. <laughs> All right. So, uh, just turn to your other neighbor and say, anything could happen today. And just turn to yourself and say, self, <laughs> nothing's impossible right now. <laughs> Even for you. <laughs> well, sometimes you just got to talk to yourself and tell yourself what's up. Just tell yourself what's up sometimes. All right, go ahead. Good morning. Uh, my name's Johnny and I'm from the UK. I'm guessing we don't have anyone else from the UK here. I just, I just thought I'd see, just in case. Yeah, so there's, um, there's a few things that, uh, yeah, we just think the Lord might be wanting to do and doing right now. Um, I'm going to take a risk and just ask about a couple of names. Is there anyone here called Sally? No? If there's a Sally online... Maybe you can just send in a message and someone, I'm sure, will pray for you and respond. Um, anybody whose name begins with J-E, the letters J-E? Okay. What, can I ask what your name is? Okay. I do actually have Jessica written down, but I thought I'd just start with J-E, just, just in case. Okay. Well... Would you mind standing, Jessica? Um, if you're nearby, you might just want to extend a hand to, to Jessica. Yeah. I believe Holy Spirit's just going to rest on you uh, in a new way today. Um, it might be something familiar or it might be completely new, but he's going to show you new facets of himself. Uh, I also just, um, 
I just feel like there's, there's maybe something uh, in your family that he's wanting to restore. Um, yeah. So Holy Spirit, right now, would you just release your restoration to Jessica um, with that family member or members? I thank you that you have appointed today to be a day of, uh, of shift of restoration. There's a, there's a dove of peace that is resting on you. I can see um, this dove resting on you, Jessica. Um, you're, you're a peacemaker and it's not just, it's not, you're not having to keep the peace in your own effort. You are actually making peace. You are making peace. It's like you're generating peace. And you're going to generate peace, maybe in that situation, but I, I expect it's probably beyond that because usually when the Lord starts something, there's, it's not just for one thing. Yeah, so you're a, you're a peace generator. Yeah, peace is actually going to go out from you to other people. So I just, I just release... Um, that heavenly peace over you and increasing uh, generation uh, of peace. Yeah, of the increase of, of Jesus' government and peace, there will be no end. So I just speak that in your life. He's living in you. Of the increase of his peace in and through you, there will be no end. You're like a, a peace factory. He's living inside. He's resting upon you and you're like a peace generator, a peace factory. Yeah, yeah, we bless you. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thanks for your courage. And I, I also, I just felt um, probably for several people as well, uh, like there was something that God's wanting to do in reconciliation. Um, if you need reconciliation somewhere in your life or you, you are close to someone that you want reconciliation with or you know that God has actually called you specifically to some kind of ministry where you're bringing people together and reconciling people, uh, would you just stand? Thank you. Yeah, we're just going to say a real simple declaration which is, I am a minister of reconciliation. That's what the scriptures tell us, right? That because we've been reconciled to God, uh, we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. And you guys have stood because you know uh, either of a need or you have um, a specific call to that. So other people um, in the church right now, uh, I just if you pray in tongues or if you pray uh, not in tongues, you can pray in your own language. Would you just begin to pray uh, for these ministers of reconciliation? And we're just going to say together, um, uh, those of us who are standing, I am a minister of reconciliation. And we're just going to say it a few times just to allow uh, the, the truth of the Lord to just sink into every part of our being. So, yeah, go for it, church. Let's pray. Let's pray. These guys have an important job to do. So, and those of you standing now, let's say together, 
I am a minister of reconciliation. And again, I am a minister of reconciliation. I am a minister of reconciliation. I am a minister of reconciliation. The Lord's giving you guys who are standing, he's giving you like nimble fingers, like you can weave together or like sew together. I'm terrible at sewing. I don't know how people do it, but it's like he's giving you nimble fingers to sew back together um, where, there's, where there's need for reconciliation. You're going to sew relationships back together. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Wonderful. You guys, please take a seat. Just continue receiving anything the Lord's doing for you. Um. Hello, my name is Eva. I'm from Germany. And um, as I was asking the Lord for you guys today, um, he showed me blue shirts. And I see also a lot of blue shirts here in this congregation. And so could I ask you to stand up maybe? Yeah. Everybody who has like a blue shirt or something blue in their, uh, yeah, in their clothes. Just, yeah, feel free. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I want to just um, release a, a prophetic word over you all. And um, I feel like the Lord is um, doing something in the prophetic um, that um, you guys are reaching out for the prophetic, for the word of God. And I really want to encourage you like that there is an outburst of the prophetic for you. Actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's an um, outburst of the prophetic and that God um, renews hope for the things that are yet unseen and hope for the things yet unfulfilled. Like that he's making a way for these things and he's giving faith for these things and he's giving you a voice for that. And um, I also feel like the Lord is letting you taste and see how good he is. Um, yeah, that you might just smell his aroma, that you might just get the taste of heaven and just see him in everything, like in every um, little thing outside in the nature that you would just taste and see how good he is. Yeah. Amen. So, yeah, thank you. You can sit down. Um, I also also feel like encouraging those people who maybe um, struggle with the prophetic or feel like, oh, I'm not such a prophetic person. Um, that's what I used to tell myself. It's like, I'm not a listener. Like, I don't hear your voice. And then um, I was really encouraged by this passage in John 10, 27. And it says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. So... Um, Yeah, and maybe this is something we can all like remind ourselves and like maybe all like um, say together, like I am a good sheep. <laughs> yeah, 
and um, I know Jesus and I follow him. Let's say that. I am a good sheep. I am a good sheep. I follow Jesus well. And I hear Jesus' voice. Yes, amen. Okay. Amen, amen. My name is Katie, and I am from Australia. Um, they let me out, so praise the Lord to come back. Um, I, during worship, just feel like the incredible worship team today. If we could just thank them, like, again, I know we already have, but, oh, 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 Joy, Daniel, Steve, and the others whose names I do not know. You guys laid such a ground for miracles. I felt the spirit of healing enter the room and um, I got such a massive download of words of knowledge for healing. So we are going to go after healing. Um, I don't know if you've ever done it in this way before, but how I'm going to do it is how it's been taught to me from um, Pastor Bill and from Randy Clark. And so we are going to go after this. Um, first off that I got was knees. Um, in particular, a sporting injury, I feel. Someone who was perhaps doing sport. Um, but I feel... Um, that the Lord is healing knees today. Just wave if your hand. If you that have applies. an issue with knees, I'd love you to stand up. Yes, please stand up. The second thing I heard was the lower spine, um, just above the tailbone in here in particular. If that is you, can you please stand up? The other thing I felt the Lord say to me was that there is someone in the room who has been having issues um, with, their, with their thumb and their finger, but in particular, the joint that goes right here. So if you have issues with your fingers, your thumb, or the joint in between there, please stand up. The second thing, the, well, the next thing, because we're on a list, um, was brains. So if you suffer migraines, if you have neurological problems, if you've been given a diagnosis um, that affects your brain, can you please stand up? And last thing that I've got is uh, the big toe on the right foot of someone. Come on. Okay. Yeah, I have, some more, I have somewhere to go. So if there's anybody like with a, a problem in his right foot, you can also stand up. I believe the Lord is healing feet. Then um, there, like the Lord heals heart defect. If there's any problem with the heart. Um, and then like eye problems. If you have eye problems of any kind or especially cataract. Yeah. If there's, uh, God's healing somebody from a problem on your right leg. I felt something right here, like in my thigh almost. Does that make something sense to somebody? Is it like, is it right in the thigh? Right leg, right, right in there. Okay, two people there. God's healing you today in Jesus' name. And also, um, um, like kidney. Somebody has a kidney problem. Uh, we're praying, we're God's healing kidneys today. In Jesus' name. 
Yeah, just even as you're standing, um, if it's an issue that you know you can start testing out, can you start testing it out? Because I fully believe that even as some of you stood, your faith made you well. We see in Scripture, Jesus repeatedly telling people, your faith has made you well. Your by your faith, I have done this miracle. It's your faith, your faith in standing, your faith in coming into agreement with healing. And if you have any slight change at all, because we are children. This is how children, we come as children. We enter the kingdom as children. If there is any slight change at all, can you put your hand up? Yes, right back there. Yes, right up front here. Can we start clapping what the Lord has done? We celebrate. And so right now I'm asking, Anyone who is not standing up, because this is one of the things that I felt the Lord speak to me was, Katie, I wanna show this bride how easy it is that I heal. And that we don't need the Bethel team to lay hands on you, that actually healing comes from the own family, from the own community that you have here. So if you are not standing, and even those that are standing, can you lay hands on each other? And we are gonna do a corporate prayer and we're gonna once again check. Put your hand in the air if you don't have anybody with you and you're standing Let's make for sure healing. Everyone has someone touching them if yep. they are standing for healing. Give me a yell if you don't. All right. I definitely looks... want. All right. Jesus, Jesus, we thank You. We just sang it. We just sang it in that song that Your name still stands today, that Your name still has power, that Your name still covers us. And right now in the Name of Jesus, I speak healing into everybody. I speak healing into alignment of joints. I speak healing over toes, over fingers. I speak healing over kidneys, over backs, over knees. Lord Jesus, You are the replacer of cartilage. You are the creator of our tendons, our ligaments, our muscles. You are the creator of our organs. And so in Jesus' Name, we speak healing into bodies. All right, let's give it a test again. The faith is rising in this room. I felt it even as you were praying over each other. If you are able to test out and see, can you test out, give a wave in the air if you feel a change? Yes, come on, let's start celebrating. Come on. Yes, we have this saying in my revival group back in Reading, look what the Lord has done. And we just say, do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. We just thank You. And over everyone who hasn't yet found a change in their healing, we have seen many people walk out of the door of the church at Bethel and receive their healing. We know that He heals. We know that He's doing it. I know I can feel His Spirit in here touching bodies. And we just speak over you, complete healing, complete healing, complete healing. Um, arthritis, uh, stand for arthritis, um, if you have arthritis. So I, I wanted to share, I feel like this is the Lord. <laughs> when she's, It's funny you said thumb. Uh, 
And you said big toe, right, big toe? So this past week, I started having a joint, joint pain in my right thumb. I've never had joint pain in my life. And I had joint pain in my right big toe, too. And I, and I had the, the enemy starts whispering lies to you. And, it, and he says, like, oh, you're getting arthritis in your joints. And today I've been totally pain-free, like no issues at all. Um, but I think it was even just the Lord um, showing me or letting me feel this so we can call out arthritis and see it get healed today. And so uh, who's standing for arthritis right here? Okay. So those of you around them, um, just lay your hand right now. Yeah. And it's just simple faith. Just say, be healed. Arthritis, go. We cancel arthritis. Ha, 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 ha. Go in Jesus' name. Arthritis, go. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Also, um, back, but it's like the lower right side specifically. Somebody have like a problem, like pain? Is It's really specific. Stand up. There's a couple of you. Yeah, the Lord's healing that pain right now in Jesus' name. And then and the... Um, yeah. connection even down your body, nerves, sciatic nerves. In Jesus' name, we release healing right now. We release fire in Jesus' name right now over your body. Right now, in Jesus' name, right now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody just uh, um, go ahead and just test it out and uh, just see if there's a change. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. Are you, are you experiencing pain right now? Okay. Um, this, it's getting better. Okay. Is this what you've been standing for the whole time or is something else? Okay. And some other things. Uh, uh, this, this young lady right behind you, can you help me? Uh, yeah. Just put your hand, uh, right on that. Could you show her where this pain is? And, uh, just, just command it to leave. Just say in the name of Jesus, out, out, pain out. And somebody, can you help me in the back with the late, with the with lady back here? Same thing, just command that to leave right now in Jesus' name. We're gonna go after this again. Um, anybody in the room that just stood and you still have, that you still know that it's there, stand back up. Stand back up. If there's anybody in the room and you still know that issue, I, I, I know some of these things are hard to test. You know, it's hard to cut you open and look at your kidney. But you might just know, you might feel fire on your kidney, you might have a manifestation of the Spirit. So, Again, uh, if you know you're, 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 you know there's still an issue and you just stood for one of those words, stand back up. We're gonna go after this again in Jesus' name. Okay, so again, get around these people. And, and online as well. Amy online, the Lord's healing you, Amy. In the name of Jesus, I command that pain to leave your back right now. Release fire over you in Jesus' name. Yeah, I, I'm feeling it right now. Amy, God's healing you right now. And that back thing, it's happening in Jesus' name. The Lord is sending forth his word and healing right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Also, a right ankle, something with the right ankle. God's healing ankles in Jesus' name. Fire in Jesus' name. Again, so gather around these. Um, if, you're, if you're seated, get around these people and ask them what's wrong. If it's appropriate, put your hand on that place or have them put their hand there first and then put your hand on top of their hand. Holy Spirit, okay. Now, 
before you pray, just, just with me, and you can put your hand on it. Sometimes just actually putting your hand on a person that happens. Because the Bible says, they'll lay your hands, they'll lay your hands on the sick, they will recover. And so, um, some of you guys might have actually already been healed just by the touch. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, ask them, do you feel any difference? Just ask them right now. After you've touched, put their out. Just ask them if they can test it out. Just talk to the person for a second. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And, and actually, right now, test it, actually, if it's something you can test. We see a lot of people get healed actually when they test their body, when they do something. It's, it's, it's in the act of faith. I don't, it, the, 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 the Lord just responds to it. So thank you, Lord. Okay, now, if you're still experiencing symptoms of the condition, raise your hand. Yeah, so we... And, and there's no shame, like we're gonna, we're, we haven't prayed yet. Maybe you did, but that, we, I didn't tell you to, but that's all right. Just put your hand up if you still are still experiencing symptoms, okay? Okay, now, uh, now we're gonna pray. But I want you to pray as if you were talking to a stray dog. <laughs> that is, and, and talk, you talk to that dog with authority, Right? And I want you to speak, not to the person, don't talk to the person like a stray dog, but talk to their condition that they're dealing with. Like a rabid dog. And you're, you're telling that dog to get out of your house. Out of my house now. I want you to talk to that thing like a rabid stray dog that's trying to get into your house. And you're like, get out of my Living room, out, in Jesus' name, get out. Right now, in the name of Jesus, every spirit of infirmity, we command you to leave this place. We command pain to leave right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, I just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, now test it out again. Test it out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Who's experiencing God right now? <laughs> what's, what's happening, Brad? Sports injury. Yeah, Flexa. You hyperextended just this weekend. Oh, 1992. Yeah. Okay. What's happening right now? It's about 90%. Wow, come on. So it's a... It might be 100, you're not sure. It's still kind of a little bit like uneasy, you're not sure, but yeah. But the, there was pain before? Was there pain before, Brad? Or like when you were standing here, or was it... It's hard, it's hard to describe. Okay, it's hard to describe, but you're, you're aware of something happening. Yeah, praise God. Praise God. Anybody else? Yeah, praise God. Anybody else? Anybody else that you're aware God's doing something this? Sorry, somebody, I can't see you maybe? Who's? 
Were raising their hand? Your experience in something? Yeah. Okay, you're just praising God. You're just praising God. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, going for it. Praise God. How are you doing with the, yeah, better? Thank you, just scale, scale of one to 10, how, what was it at when you came in? Like 10 being the worst, one being before. And is it, it's down now? What, what number is it now? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry, I can't hear. Zero? Well, that's, that's a good number, zero. <laughs> Praise God. Well, yeah, can we thank the team? You guys are amazing. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, thank you, Lord. Before I move on, there was a couple individual words that the team had for prophetic stuff, right? Names? Okay, okay, you're, oh, never mind, okay. Um, but we were gonna be available at the end just to minister. Um, um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you're doing. Mm. So, <clears throat> I'm going to preach now. <laughs> All right. The book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 39 and 40. And I'm reading this one from the New King James Version. I like how it puts it in this one. This is the story of Jesus raising the little girl from the dead. When he came in, he said to them, why are you making this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. That's a pretty audacious statement to make, Jesus. It seems like a little insensitive. <laughs> Aren't we supposed to weep with those who weep? <laughs> Jesus says, what are you guys doing? This child's not dead. They're just asleep. The next sentence says this, and they ridiculed him. They ridiculed him. Sometimes these moments are our moments of breakthrough. You know, for, for, for Noah... The word of the Lord to him was, there's a flood coming. Build an ark. It doesn't say actually how long they ridiculed him. In some translations, it says they laughed at him. They mocked him. I don't know how long that lasted. Maybe it was very brief. Maybe it went for a while. There's just one sentence that says they ridiculed him. For Noah, it was how many years? It was a while. <laughs> It was a long time that Noah was ridiculed and mocked for responding to the word of the Lord. Jesus says, I only do what I see my father doing. He walks into the room. There's a dead girl. He says, why are you weeping? She's not dead. She's just sleeping. And they ridiculed him. 
in Romans 4.17, it says, it says that God gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Things that were not. He calls things that aren't as though they were. And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm preaching this morning on the word of the Lord. The word of God, the seed of God that he plants in us. And um, back in the, in, the, in, the, in the book of Mark, in just the chapter before that, there's the parable of the sower. And Jesus, you know, there's a lot of really cool things in this parable. One thing about that, this thing I want to just point out. The parable of the sower, <clears throat> Jesus is telling this story about this, this farmer sowing seed. But you notice that he sows the seed everywhere. He throws it on the rocks. He throws it on the weeds. He throws it on the paths. And he throws it on the good soil too. He's throwing it everywhere. And you guys know that, like, I mean, I, if I was a farmer, I would probably just throw it on the good soil, right? But this farmer, he's throwing it everywhere. And you guys, I want to tell you, there's no shortage of seed. There's no shortage of God's word to you. There's, there's an abundance. In fact, he's, if, if, even if you got some rocks there, he's just going to throw it right in there. Here it goes. He's just, he's throwing it everywhere. It's coming. Even today, somebody's going to get a seed. It's going to get planted. You're going to get impregnated in the spirit. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh, this is a good testimony. Testimony interruption. <laughs> Amy couldn't bend over in eight years, and she just was able to bend over. Wow, come on, Amy. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Fire over you, Amy, in Jesus' name. Everybody else watching online. That's such a, that's such a good interruption. <laughs> wow. Just take a laugh break real quick. <laughs> wow. So the sower is sowing. He's sowing today. Somebody's going to hear something today. Maybe you already heard it. It's going to change everything. It might be something you even heard in the past, but today, the Spirit's breathing on it in a special way. God's implanting it into you by His Spirit, and you're going to leave this place never the same again. You're going to leave this place never the same again. Just turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about me right now. <laughs> So this, this parable of the sower, he's, he's throwing the seed everywhere. He's sowing, there's, a, there's a mindset we need to get that there's no shortage. Some people have a poverty mindset when it comes to the word of the Lord or miracles or these kind of things. It's like, oh, we got to milk this miracle because we might not have another one for 10 years. You know, we got to milk it. But there's an abundance. We serve a God of abundance. There's no shortage. The, the Bible says the word of the Lord is like the sound of rushing waters. It's like the sound of rushing waters. The word of the Lord is like the sound of rushing waters. 
One thing about rushing waters is they keep going. It's like you stand by a river. It's like a river doesn't just dry up like that. It's like you just camp out by the river and it just keeps. Who just likes the sound of rushing water? I love it. We were just, we were at Steve's house last night and we were just hanging out, out in his pool and just listening to the water rushing. It just keeps coming. Like he's got this cool fountain out there and this, it's really cool set up back there. And I was just soaking my feet in his pool. And I'm like, wow, this, we're blessed. And I'm like, that, that's like the sound, the, the word of the Lord is like the sound of rushing waters. It's this picture that it's something that you can access at any moment. You can come to the river. You can come to this, this God that we serve and you can dip into this river. You can dip your heart in and you can receive. It's, he's always speaking. He's always speaking because he's alive. He's alive and he's dynamic. And I was telling somebody even earlier, somebody else might need to hear this. I was giving somebody this word. I said, sometimes you feel like you can't hear God, but it's because sometimes it's because he's so close. Sometimes it's because he's so close. You, you just got to look at his face. You'll know, you'll know what's up. You guys know what I'm talking about? When you're so close to someone, you don't need to talk sometimes. You just look at their face. You know what they're thinking. God has that kind of relationship with so many in here. And, and you've been like, what are you saying? What are you saying? And he's just looking at you. He's like, yay. <laughs> or, or maybe he's communicating just something through his eyes. And you just know it. It's, this, it's like the sound of rushing waters. You can boldly approach this throne of grace at any moment, at any time. You can crawl right up in his lap. Maybe he's not saying something verbally, but he's saying something. He's, he's, it's happening. It's there. It's in his eyes. It's in his face. You know what he's thinking. This is the kind of relationship we get to have with God. And so, um, so, the sower is spreading seed. It's like, like a river. It's just coming. It's just more seed. He's just throwing it out there. There's no shortage. And, and he goes through and he talks about how some seed, you know, falls on the path and some seed falls in the weeds. And he's talking about how these things in, in this world can choke the word of the Lord and, and it doesn't take root in, in Mark chapter four, verse 16, he's talking about the, the seed that falls on rocky places. Other seed was sown in rocky places. They hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. And this is the part I want to emphasize today. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. This girl is not dead. She's sleeping. They ridiculed him. They mocked him. There's a flood coming. I'm building an ark. <laughs> they mocked Noah. Sometimes the word of the Lord will actually attract opposition. It'll attract persecution even and trouble 
Oh, Jesus, I thought I wanted a word. I'm not sure anymore, Lord. <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> How long did that ridiculing last? How long was Jesus just in that room? I don't know. But they ridiculed him. They laughed at him. But there's something about Jesus. He was anchored. He was anchored. It was, it was, he wasn't shaken by that. And, and uh, I've got a lot of scripture to share with you this morning. Is that all right? Psalm 105, verse 17 through 19. This is talking about Joseph. Joseph had a lot of seed. Like he had some big seeds that he was carrying. You know the story of Joseph. He was like, I'm gonna be the king and you guys are all gonna bow down before me and stuff. And he, was, he had some big promises. And it says in, in uh, Psalm 105, verse 17, it says, God uh, is talking about the children of Israel. And it says, God sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They afflicted his feet with fetters. He himself was laid in irons. Anybody feel like you've been laid in irons at times? <laughs> you get like that, you get that word and, and then you're, you find yourself and you feel like you're in prison. <laughs> you're like, what the heck is going on, God? I thought I was gonna rule the world. <laughs> and it goes on, it says, until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. The word of the Lord tested him. Jesus, releasing the word of the Lord. This, is, this girl's not dead, she's sleeping. Ridicule, mocking. The word of the Lord, I, I just get this, I mean, Jesus, obviously, he, he aced all his tests, right? He's just like, aced, aced, 100% extra credit, just killing it. Like, wow, just like, wow, Jesus, you are a total boss. <laughs> you know? That's you. That's me. That's what we're called to be. He's the model. He's the standard. Jesus says, if you believe in me, you'll walk as I walk. You can have this assurance you can have this kind of assurance where, where God will give you the word of the Lord and you release it and the opposite starts to manifest in the natural. And it's tested and you just stand. I have this friend, I, I can say it's a friend. I've only talked to this person a couple times. Maybe that's saying a lot. Um, acquaintance, maybe I should say down in Los Angeles. And um, I didn't finish the story this morning. I just touched on it. She, the Lord spoke to her and said, revival is now. Revival is now. She knew that she heard the Lord. And so she started just hammering that word. Revival's now. We don't have to wait. Revival's right now. And she just started taking that word and just the Bible says in Jeremiah, it says the word of the Lord is like a hammer that shatters the rock into pieces. 
You guys, anybody ever brought, broke a rock with a hammer? It's like, it's kind of an interesting experience, right? Because usually the first couple whacks you take, nothing happens. It's just, the rock just mocks you. It's like, Meh. you can't. Your prayers are worthless. The rock, the rock just looks unfazed. Sometimes that's the way it works with the word of the Lord. But you just, you keep whacking it and, and then maybe on the 10th whack, crack, something cracks open and you have an and suddenly moment. But how many guys know every swing of that hammer contributed to that and suddenly moment? And so sometimes that's the way breakthrough works. You take that word and you just keep swinging it and maybe it looks like nothing's happening. And in, in my friend's case, it looked like the opposite because she started standing on that word and she was leading a church in Los Angeles. Her church started to shrink. Started to get smaller. She kept standing. Revival's now. God spoke to me. And it got smaller. And then the pandemic broke out. And she was meeting in someone's apartment. And there was like four people showing up. And she's like, God, like, this is terrible. What's happening? But she kept standing on that word, revivals now. And this is the part I didn't share this morning or in the earlier service, but she felt like she was supposed to start doing meetings in the park in Los Angeles. And she's like, God, I've got four people following me. And Lord's like, do it. So she started doing meetings in, the park in, in this park in Los Angeles. And the first couple times, nobody showed up. She's like, what in the world? She kept standing. Revivals now, God says so. Probably some people mocked her, I guess, you know? Like, what's up with this crazy lady? Like, you know? <laughs> what's up with this Noah guy? Like, what is he doing out there? Like, what, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> these, these Pentecostals, my goodness. <laughs> and then one Sunday... She did it again. She did another service at the park. And this person showed up and somebody happened to have like their video camera on or something and they got radically delivered from demons. And it was on camera and somebody posted it online and it went viral. And now she's doing meetings in this park in Los Angeles every Sunday afternoon and she has people come from all over the world to get deliverance. She's got like 50,000 followers on Instagram or something. And it all just blew up. And she's still preaching the same message. Revival's now. Revival's now. But her promise is manifesting. There's people in this room this is the season, you're, I'm telling you, you're closer than you think. You're closer than you think. Pick up that hammer again. Pick up that word. Your breakthrough's closer than you think. There's this story about this mine. I think it was in California. These, this family owned this mine. It was like a gold mine. And they spent years digging and they found nothing, like hardly anything. And they sold the mine. And, and this, this other like group took the mine over 
and they dug like 10 more feet or something. And they like found like the biggest gold vein. Like, I mean, like it was just, they were like millionaires overnight. Don't quit. You're closer than you think. You're closer than you think. We don't, we are not, we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. And this process is a gift from God sometimes. It's actually a gift because it anchors us in him. We're not anchored in the promise, we're anchored in him. We can depend on it and there's this, this process he takes us through. I mean, gosh, I could share you some stories about this personally. <laughs> but I don't have that much time. But I'll just say, like, I've had some crazy words. Crazy. And one of the craziest times, you know, Sean Bulls called me out 2018. Some of you guys might have even seen it on Facebook. It went all over the place. Called out my address. Called out my name. Called out my phone number. That's how he identified me. My phone number. I'm like, if you didn't have my attention already, God, you got it now. And he told me, like, it was in November 2018, and he told me all these things. And guess what? The next year, all the opposite happened. <laughs> a month after he gave me that word, I was, I, I, I was with my team at the time. We got in a car wreck, and one of the, the gals that was with us, she was a third year. She was uh, ejected from the vehicle. The truck ended up on top of her legs. Like, we were in this mud um, and the mud actually saved her life. Like, but she was pinned under there for like two hours. Um, this is like a month after I get this word. And we were on a business trip. I was doing business stuff. And, the, and one of the things that Sean shared with me was about business and how like there was this promotion coming. And I'm like, oh boy, this is not what I thought promotion was. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I, we were pulling a trailer with full of textbooks, got a textbook business and literally all my textbooks were just launched over this field and it was like raining. And I'm like, God, what is this? Like, this is not promotion. Like, (laughs) what the heck? And I'm not saying God caused that. You know, I like the devil was like, like doing things like that. You know, sometimes, sometimes when the, it's so obviously the devil, it's almost can also encourage you. It's like, it's so obviously the devil, you're just like, well, I'm just encouraged by this. <laughs> Does that make sense? Because you're just like, this is so obviously spiritual that was happening. Like, I know that God's bigger than the devil. There's something that he's trying to kill here. I mean, but it's almost like, yes. Like, this is not some kind of like fluke. Anyhow, I could go on that on that for a while, but I'm try, I, I want to bring encouragement today because there's people in this room and there's promises that God's given you that God's resurrecting today. He's resurrecting. He's saying that thing's not dead; it's just asleep. And for some of you, it's actually um, it might actually look different the way it manifests the dream that He's put in you. He might even be redefining it, taking a layer off of saying like, what is the dream really? What's the dream really? 
you know, for me, I, I wanted to play in the NFL when I was a kid. That was like my dream. I was all about it. Clear into high school, I was like, teachers would ask me like, what are you gonna do with your life? I said, I'm gonna play in the NFL. <laughs> and I was like a pretty small kid. So they'd be like, they try to like, you know, consult me like, are you sure, you know, like, I'm like, I'm gonna prove everybody wrong. Like, and I would pray like, God, make me bigger so I can like smash people. <laughs> and I was just all about it. And, uh, and then I had this moment, it was probably end of my sophomore year, I like broke my leg and I was like lifting weights at our college. And, and this is in Eastern Oregon. We had this college called Eastern Oregon, uh, Eastern Oregon University. And we were like the worst football team in our division in division three. So like, this is like the smallest of college football. And it's like, we're like the worst team in the division. And we're, I'm lifting weights at the college uh, gym. And I just looked at, I, I had this moment where I was looking at one of these players for our college football team. And I was like, God didn't actually make me to play this game. <laughs> like my body is just, it doesn't, it doesn't fit. Like, I, like, and I just had this epiphany. I was like, huh, I, I actually think I'm not created for this. And, and so, um, and I, and, and, but, <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, these guys are like monsters and they're at like the smallest school and the worst school. And like, these guys are huge. And I just had this, this, this moment, but the dream didn't die. It was redefined. And I realized actually that dream that God put in me, it wasn't so much about football, it was about significance. And I, I've shared this here a little bit before, but there's some of you guys that the dream, you felt like it's died, but it's, it's actually the Lord's taking off a layer of your understanding and showing you what the dream really is. Does that make sense? And he's saying, it's not dead, it just fall, it fell asleep. Revival is now. Revival is now. The promise is not dead. It just fell asleep. And this is a season where we were singing about it this morning, coming out of the grave and also coming out of the cave. <laughs> Anybody done any cave time lately? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there's a spirit that's rampaging right now on the earth and it's a Jezebel spirit. It's, come, it's trying to convince you you're the only one. Go crawl in a cave. Go crawl in your basement. Hide. You're the only one and it's, 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 it brings depression it brings like suicidal, crazy thoughts like Elijah had. And um, the Lord comes to Elijah in the cave and he tells him, go anoint the king. Elijah was a kingmaker. He was a king anointer. And part of coming out of the cave is go do what I've called you to do. Um. I've personally experienced this. Like, I've personally experienced this. And we need, 
you know, we don't do what we do to find our identity, but there's something, the, the, uh, Jesus says, um, my food is to do the will of God. My food, some of you guys haven't eaten for a while. <laughs> and you're looking a little just anemic in the spirit. <laughs> Not anybody here. But you guys, there's people out there, right? <laughs> We've all ran into people like that, right? You need to eat. Have you eaten a good meal lately? Have you eaten a good meal lately? My food is to do the will of God. Um, I, uh, I'm gonna just share this testimony and then we're gonna go into some ministry time. But this, this summer, I, um, one day I was, uh, it was, I think it was in April, I uh, was at my house and this friend came from Oregon and he started talking about this other friend he had from Turkey. And he's like, you should meet this friend of mine. I said, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then later the same day, I was at a home group meeting and I ran into this guy at the home group and I'm like, oh, where are you from? He's like, yeah, um, I'm from Jordan, but I just um, um, spent like, I spent like, he spent like 10 years or I can't remember exactly. He spent this time in Turkey. He says, like, I really have a heart for Turkey. And it was like, I had this moment where I was like, okay, Turkey's come up twice today. And this is kind of interesting. And I just said, Lord, inside, are you saying something about Turkey right now? And I was, I had a plate with some uh, tortillas, taco shells. And we were having tacos at this home group. And right after I had that thought, I turned to my friend Nate, who was, he was hosting. I said, oh, Nate, what kind of meat is that? He says, oh, that's turkey burger. And I thought, I think the Lord's saying something about turkey. So then I'm, uh, and, and, and then as I started to recognize the word of the Lord, it started to become more clear. Every day, turkey came up in the weirdest ways. It was like, got, it got really weird. And then after like a whole week of this, and I'm like, okay, God, what are you saying about Turkey? I'm supposed to go there? Like, what's going on? The end of this week, I'm in a Zoom call uh, with a friend who I didn't really know that well, but she was a third year student. And she says, oh yeah, I'm gonna miss this meeting and that meeting or whatever, because I'm going to Turkey. I'm going, taking a team to Turkey. And I just like, my jaw dropped. You're going to Turkey? I didn't even know she had a connection with Turkey. Yeah, I used to be a missionary there and, and, and she's like, my face, she's like, you want to come? She, like, she's just looking at my back. I'm like, I'll get back to you on that. But I think there's something happening with Turkey. And then I just prayed about it, and Turkey just kept coming up, like, all the time. And then I just decided, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Turkey. I, this must be God. This is just weird. So I call my mom to tell my mom I'm going to Turkey. Like, I'm just giving you a couple examples. This is how God speaks to me a lot sometimes. I'm like, hey, mom, uh, and she answers the phone. She's with some grandkids, a couple of her grandkids, and she's at the grocery store. And she's talking to her grandkids before I could say anything. She's like, hey, honey. Like, my mom's like doing her own thing, you know. She's like at the grocery store. Like, you know how moms are. They're just like, they're just covering the whole world. Like, just thank God for moms. And like, she's just like, and she starts talking to one of her grandkids. Before I could say anything, she says, no, honey, get the turkey. The, no, 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 the turkey. No, not that one. The turkey, the turkey. She said turkey like 10 times. 
And I'm just like, I hadn't said anything yet about Turkey. And I'm just like, okay, if I needed any more confirmation, <laughs> it was so funny. So I'm like, yeah, mom, by the way, I'm going to Turkey. Pray for me. <laughs> She's like, okay, honey. <laughs> and so I went to Turkey and we saw God just break out. I wish I could share all these testimonies. Just real quick, I'll, I'll share. I'll, do you guys want to hear testimony, some testimonies? I, I haven't got to the one I want to really emphasize, but we, we, ended, we had God like lead us to the, like, the most unusual uh, setups. Um, I'll just share one. Like, we went to this museum, and it was in these ancient monasteries. Turkey used to be like one of the centers of Christianity in the world. Um, and actually, there's a lot of ancient Christian her heritage there. And um, there's these monasteries that are like 1,500 plus years old that are carved out of these mountains that these early Christians were like in this area. And um, now it's all Muslim. So they have some of these places are museums today you can go and visit. And so um, we were there uh, visiting and just kind of doing the tourist thing. We're just seeing these sites and the team split up and I was with a couple of the other team members. We ended up going into this one little cave. And this guy had this sling on his arm. And he was like a guard. He was there like to tell people not to take pictures. And um, anyhow, long story short, this guy was in so much pain. You could see it on his face. He's like, we asked him how bad it was, scale of one to 10. He's like 12. And he's like physically in pain. He's like, He's like wincing. He's like, it, it like hurts my t-shirt touching my, my, it was like his pectoral muscle. He said, it hurts just my t-shirt touching it. And my friend um, just said, hey, can we pray for you? The guy was instantly, completely healed. His eyes get really wide. He rips his sling off and he's just in shock. He's like, what did you guys do to me? And then he walks out of this cave. It was like a literal cave. And all his friends are like coming up to him and poking him in the chest. Like, is it, what happened to you? Like, because they all knew that he was in so much pain. By the way, is there anybody dealing with some kind of issue right there? Like in the pectoral area? Maybe online? Fire. <laughs> Anyhow, so they're all like poking him in the chest and they're like, no way. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Like these guys prayed for me and I was totally healed. And so he's like, can you guys come, come to tea with me? They always invite you to tea if like, they like you. So, um, so we, we're like having tea with this guy and he starts to tell us his story. He said, I've worked at this museum for like, I think it was over 20 years he worked there. And every day I see these paintings of Jesus and these paintings from the, the Bible. And I got curious like a couple of years ago and I got a Bible. And I started reading the Bible. He's, he starts to like whisper. I started reading the Bible. And he looks at us, he says, I believe. He says, Jesus is the only way. <laughs> Jesus is the only way. And we're like, how in the world did we end up here? And so we like stayed connected with this guy. This guy had started this relationship with Jesus just through reading the Bible. We show up from the other side of the planet, end up wandering into his cave. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you this. 
I couldn't walk. I was getting piggyback rides everywhere because I had like hurt my ankle like a, like a month prior playing basketball and it wouldn't heal. Anyhow, that was just, and so it was, the whole trip was so bizarre. We, like we saw so many people get healed. I was getting so many words of knowledge and the whole time my ankle was like, and they'd be like, what about you? Like it's, I'm like, well, it's my turn. You pray for me now. You know, I'm activating the Muslims, but it didn't quite manifest. And um, we had one lady that was like, we were like propping her up, this Muslim woman again in her store because she was like getting slain in the spirit. Like we're just holding her up. She's like, what's happening to me? <laughs> and it was so fun. We just saw God every day we had, I mean, that was kind of a dramatic example like with the, the cave guy, but every day we had something like that happen. I mean, just insane. And God just, and, and this, this gal that was leading the trip, she lived there for four years as a missionary. And she said, I've seen more breakthrough in eight days than I saw in four years. I was like, wow. I mean, I knew it was a good trip, but I didn't realize. She says, you don't realize how hard it is here. Like, and we saw the most crazy stuff. So it was, it was cool. But I wanna share this story just to kind of, um, seal this up, what God's doing today. On that trip, I, I had a word from a friend and he said, there's gonna be an opportunity to raise the dead on this trip. Take it, go for it. And so I told Amy, who was leading the team, I said, Amy, if there's any opportunity to raise the dead, let me know. Because I don't speak the language, you know. I'm like, I don't know what's going on most of the time, you know, which is kind of fun because you just got Holy Spirit. And you don't complicate it too much. I, I love it. I think that's one of the reasons I love traveling is like, you don't, you don't get lost in all of the intellectual stuff that you could, so you're just trying to follow, follow the Holy Spirit. And so she's like, well, that'll be easy because this, this town we were in, it was a small town of like 20,000. And um, she said, everyone in the town will know if somebody dies because they do a special prayer call the same, the day of. If somebody dies before sundown, they will do a prayer call that day. They'll blast it on the mosque, amp, amp, amplify, you know, their, their speaker system, which you can hear everywhere in the town. They do a special prayer call. So the next day we're having breakfast and they start, this prayer call starts. She says, oh, somebody died. I'm like, okay, so where do we do next? <laughs> like, where do we go? She's like, well, they're gonna take the body to the mosque. So we gotta go to the mosque. So I'm like, piggyback ride guy, come on. Like, <laughs> he was like this college wrestler. So he was like, he's like, I got you. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, oh yeah, we got this. So he just carried me around. He carries me over to the mosque. We get to the mosque and I'm kind of like, I can kind of move about this fast with my ankle. So once he gets, he just drops me off, drops me off there. And I'm like, I'm good for a while. We started praying for some young people and saw some people healed. And then sure enough, I'm with my friend Josh. This procession of Muslim men start coming right towards the front of this mosque and they're carrying a casket. I'm like, oh, this is happening. <laughs> and so I'm like, Lord, what, what are you gonna do next? How is this gonna work? So I'm just kind of like wandering out. I'm, I'm walking about this fast because my ankle's like in revival. And uh, it's catching up with the word of the Lord. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and I, I come over and, and I'm just kind of trying to 
be aware of what's happening. I'm like, I, you know. By the way, in this community, some of the missionaries, they said, they estimate that 99% of the population has never met a Christian. Never met a Christian. So just to give you an idea of how Muslim this area is, it's like, it's very like Muslim. And so we're, we're, we're like kind of just hanging out and this one man kind of turns and, he, and I could feel like kindness from him. And I felt like his heart was open. So we, he started to kind of like, he said something and we just started talking to this man and we asked him like through Google Translate and Josh could speak a little bit with him. And we find out that it was his mother-in-law who had died. And I, I refrained from a mother-in-law joke, but I asked him in, in Google Translate, do you want your mother-in-law back? <laughs> right, you know. I did think about it. I'm like, oh, bad timing though. We won't do that. Do you want your mother-in-law back? And he's like, he didn't quite understand what we were saying. And finally, we're like, we believe in Jesus. By the way, Muslims have a reverence for Jesus that is actually convicting. Um, even though they just believe he's a prophet. Some of the Muslims, uh, uh, especially like in Pakistan, I, I experienced this where you would bring up the name of Jesus and they would literally bow. Jesus, he's holy. He's a holy man. The prophet, you know? And I'm like, you have more reverence for Jesus as a prophet as I do as like the son of God. I'm like, <laughs> it was kind of like, kind of interesting, but there's something beautiful there. Like, you know, even though they don't have a clear picture of who he is, they have, they have the reverence thing down. They're like, you guys are nailing the reverence thing, but it's a little too much. <laughs> it's like, you can't even approach God, right? And so they need that revelation of the father heart of God. But, um, you know, we, we, we tell them, hey, we believe in Jesus that he died and he was risen from the dead. Can we pray for the same thing to happen to your mother-in-law? And he didn't, again, quite understand at first, but finally he kind of gave us the green light. And I don't, I don't think he knew exactly what we we're gonna do next, but I just took that green light. I'm like, okay, thanks. And so I walk over to the, to the, to the uh, casket with Joshua and we lay our hands on the casket right in front of this, the center of, for a resurrection. Joshua's on the other side and we had our hands on the casket and we just, we're giving it our best resurrection prayer. Like, get back in your body. <laughs> and, uh, and you can, I could, you could feel the eyeballs of like the entire town is like looking at us right now. We're, we're like the only white guys. We're, we're just these, and we're, we got our hands on a casket in a funeral procession. And, and I could just feel like I kind of just made it, kind of intentionally kind of dramatized it a little bit, but I just put a hand in the air. Like, with one hand on the casket, I'm just like, looking up to heaven, you know? I'm like, come on, Jesus, show off right now. And we're just like, and then, and then, and then, and then I was like, Joshua, how did he say, you know, I was like, get up in, in Turkish or something. And I started saying it in Turkish. It's like, get back in your body, come back in Jesus' name. I started saying it in Turkish. And... Again, you could just feel, I mean, I was feeling adrenaline too, I'm sure, because it was pretty intense. Like, you're like, wow, this is cool, God. But it was a little scary at the same time. And, and we had another friend at the other side of the courtyard with some young people, and he said everybody was just looking at us. And he said the young people were just like, 
what are your friends doing over there? <laughs> and he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> and so we, we were praying for a resurrection. And I felt the presence of God come so strong. It was like we were walking on clouds, it felt like. And, and we're just, come on, Holy Spirit, raise this lady back. And at one, at one point, I had my hand on that casket. We were praying, one hand in the air, and I felt the casket move. I felt it jolt. And I jumped back. Joshua, did you feel that? It, something happened. And, th and then I looked at Joshua, and he had his hand on it, and he was tapping it. I was like, oh, oh, it was your hand. You were tapping the casket. <laughs> and so then we just started laughing. <laughs> we got a good laugh out of that. <laughs> and, uh, and then we just kept praying. And, and then the, the man came back and he kind of like real humbly, you could kind of see, and you, I could feel like, okay, he's, he wants to move on now. And he comes up to us and he embraced us and he kissed us. He says, come to tea, come to tea. Can we, we want to have tea with you. And it was, I could feel his heart was like touched by us just praying for his mother-in-law. I don't even know if he understood what we were doing, but he was like the whole, you could feel they were honored by it, which was my favorite part of the whole thing. But when I stepped out and prayed for that resurrection, I prayed for a resurrection a few times, but in that moment, God met me. And something was resurrected in me. And I literally was like the rest of the day just felt like I was walking on a cloud. I couldn't sleep that night. I mean, literally. But I woke up the next day energized. That's a miracle. I mean, I was wide awake just like, God, just the spirit on me. Just. And I remembered why I was alive. I remembered why I was alive. Like, this is why I'm alive. What else is there to live for? This is the coolest thing ever. And I'm just thinking, what if she would have come back next time? <laughs> I'm like, I want to just start a ministry in Muslim countries, just camp out in front of mosques and just, just hang out with them and bless their dead bodies until one comes back. I'm like, that sounds like a good ministry. I'm like, I would do that all every day. That would be fun. Because <laughs> you know one's going to come back. But if you want to see resurrections, you got to pray for resurrections. If you want to see the spirit of that homosexual spirit leave people, you got to start commanding it. Start practicing. I, I know a man... He travels with Sean Foy. I don't know him personally. I know I heard this story. And he was sharing this. He said he's seeing breakthrough with like homosexuals set free in a moment. Set free in a moment. He said, I started intentionally going after it and commanding that spirit to leave. And he said at first, it didn't happen for a long time. It didn't happen for a long time. And then I saw one. It happened. And now it's, and then the percentage kept rising as I kept, after I, as I kept just going for it. He had a passion in his heart for it. He's like, and he just started going after it. And now he sees like 
I, like 90% of the people that he prays for, it, it's like crazy. Like, it's like, he's just, it's, he's moving in the, in, the, in the freedom on that. And this is how it works in the kingdom. So often we think, like, I want to raise the dead, but have you prayed for the dead? Like, it's the same thing, um, Torben. You guys might have heard of this guy named Torben. He's from Denmark. He, I heard him sharing something similar. And, and, you know, he prays for the baptism of the Holy Spirit for everybody. You know, and he sees so many people baptized in the Holy Spirit. Probably like 95% of the people he'll pray for, they get it. And he was sharing, he's like, you know, it wasn't like that in the beginning. I just kept doing it. I kept releasing that thing. And he said, it just, it just started working. <laughs> and it's just working more and more. And now it's like, it's almost like, almost 100%. It just happens. And, and today I'm just, I'm just encouraging your faith because I believe there's people in this room that, that you need this. You need to hear this because, and, and, and again, he's redefining what success looks like. Like, I'm so thankful that I prayed for that resurrection because God met me in that. And he did something. I don't know what he did in the community. Maybe it impacted people. I don't know, but... I'm like, sign me up for that. Because that was like I had an encounter with God as I stepped out. And that's my favorite part of this whole journey we get to do with Jesus is him. It's him. That's why I love the gospel. It's like, you guys, you know, I'm like a, kind of an evangelist kind of person. And so some people think that I just preach the gospel because I have this big burden for souls. I do. I, I, I get that burden sometimes. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But I actually just really love Jesus, and I just like to feel him close to me. <laughs> and there's something about when I preach the gospel and I step out and do things and I enter into those places, I say something that's audacious. This girl's not dead. She's sleeping. Bam. Holy Spirit shows up. Those moments. Oh, man. There's nothing I would trade for that. And so... Um, Right now, there's people here, and you feel like you've been in a cave. You feel like you've been, uh, maybe there's depression. God's breaking off depression today. Uh, maybe you felt lonely. Maybe you, uh, there's, there's, there's some people in this room that you've literally been questioning. Um, you, you, it feels like you're insignificant, like, and what you're doing doesn't matter. And there's been this voice just saying, you should just go work at Kmart. <laughs> you know, if you're in ministry maybe, or, or maybe you're working at Kmart and, you know, or maybe it's even like a suicidal thought, like just out of like left field, like what in the heck? I just want to tell you that that is a Jezebel spirit that's trying to destroy you and trying to silence you because you are a kingmaker. You are a king anointer. You are a dead raiser. You're a sick healer. You're a water walker. You're a hurricane bringer in the spirit. You're a fire breather. You are a nation shaper. 
and that voice is trying to silence you, but Elijah's coming out of the cave. So if, you, if you're identifying with this, those things I was saying, like depression, crazy, weird thoughts, like some of, it's like even like a suicidal spirit. Um, if you felt like you've been, uh, there's also God's going after this, uh, old cycles of sin that have reemerged in this season where in, and you're in that cave and maybe it's pornography, maybe it's something that's just, you're like, wow, like this again. And you feel like you've gone 10 steps backwards and you feel like, you know, but if you're just feeling that, and I want to encourage you, there's no shame here because I'm traveling all over the world and, there's, and I'm talking to leaders and a lot of people have been facing this thing. So um, if that's you and you're in the room right now and you're saying, I've been in the cave, I've been hiding, I want you to stand up boldly, stand up, and the Lord is gonna deliver you today from the cave. The Lord is gonna deliver you out of the cave today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I, I just wanna, I, I mean, I've, I've done some cave time very recently. I just wanna tell you. <laughs> I've done some cave time. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Is there anybody else that's just really identifying with that? Like, I want to come out of that cave. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Life. Can you two ladies come forward, please? Both of these gals went to Eastern Oregon, Eastern Oregon University, like my hometown. That's crazy. That's wild. Um, can you guys just stand right here? Yeah. Thank you for responding, and thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do. What were your names? Amica. Amica. Yeah. Okay. And what was your name? Talia. Talia. Cool names. Thank you. Are you guys, like, good friends? Sisters. You're sisters. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Stretch your hands out to Amica and Talia. Talia. Amica and Talia. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing right now. Right here, right now. Resurrection power. Resurrection power. Resurrection power in Jesus' name. Right now, Holy Spirit, resurrection power. Thank you, Jesus. We call you out. We call you out in to your destiny. We call you out of the cave. We call you in to your purpose. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Governments, governments. You're born to influence governments. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I see you traveling across oceans. 
See you traveling across oceans and influencing, influencing nations. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I see a ring. The Lord is putting a ring on your finger. The Lord's saying, I am giving you authority. Woman of God, don't shrink back. Don't shrink back. I'm giving you the authority. I'm giving you my, my seal. It's, this, it's a ring with a seal on it. And the Lord says, you're my ambassador. You're my ambassador. Don't shrink back. Woman of God, don't shrink back. Do it, man. Of, do it, woman of God. And I see pallets. I see pallets. Like resources. Pallets. Like not just a little resource. Like, like you're not going to this grocery store and grabbing a couple bags. There's pallets. And I see ships. I see crew, like big freight ships with pallets upon pallets and containers, the big ones that they put on trains. I see containers and I just feel the Lord saying there's, there's grace on your life. There's grace on your life to be a resource to the nations, to bring resources to the nations, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked. In Jesus' name, there's grace. Grace in Jesus' name. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Fire. And we just thank you, Lord, for silencing the voice of the enemy, silencing the voice of the enemy right now. In Jesus' name, more Holy Spirit, more Holy Spirit, more Holy Spirit. Fire, in Jesus' name, fire. Release a fresh baptism, a fresh, full immersion in his spirit, in lightning. I just see lightning, clothing you in lightning, clothing you in light, brighter than the sun, in Jesus' name. And this is for both of you. Don't... Don't shrink back. Shine like a star. Shine like a star. Stick out. Stick out. Be significant. Do something amazing with your life. In Jesus' name. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus' name. For Talia. More Holy Spirit, 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 more Holy Spirit. More Lord. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Bless Talia in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just see a tiger. I see other animals. I just feel like the Lord is saying that you are. Um, that there's a gift in your life for working with diverse people and, and, and different personality types. And you have this gift that's like glue that brings them together. That's like glue that brings them together in Jesus' name. And just anointing is flowing from you in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And I see a big red button. And the Lord says, push the red button. Push the red button. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> but it's like, oh, that one, Lord? He's like, yeah, let's do that one. It's the big one, the big red one. He says, you are born for adventure and you're born for 
extravagant play and joy. Extravagant play and joy. And you're gonna teach people how to play. You're gonna teach people how to become like children and how to laugh again. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I see this, this, this it's like a, a butterfly. And they've been through this cocoon. You've been through this dying process where you, you were in that cave and it's like, it looks like everything was lost. And the Lord says, he, you're in a metamorphosis. He's actually turning you from a caterpillar into a butterfly. Jesus' name. Is it really? Yeah, that's cool. Her Halloween costume is a butterfly? That's cool. <laughs> it's prophetic. <laughs> yeah, today's a good day for you. It's Reformation Day, Halloween Sunday. You wear that butterfly costume and you wear it and you just walk. And I just see the Lord anointing your walk. You're just walking. But it's, I see your prints in the cement. It's like wet cement. It's like you're leaving your mark. You're leaving your mark. You're leaving your mark. And people are gonna know, this woman of God walked here and they're gonna be impacted. I just hear that scripture. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Everywhere you go, you're spreading the fragrant aroma of the knowledge of Christ. The Lord's releasing that revelation to you that every step you take, always is leading you in triumph. In Jesus' name. And that resurrection life. Is there an Anastasia that's connected to you? No? Is there an Anastasia here? Who's Anastasia? Is that your granddaughter? Is she here right now? Yeah, just keep receiving. I'm gonna, I'm gonna release this word over Anastasia. In Jesus' name, I just, I'm, you just receive it on her behalf. I bless Anastasia. The, the name Anastasia means resurrection. And I believe that her name is not an accident. And I just release that resurrection power and authority over this young, this young woman, this little girl, in Jesus' name. Her name is not an accident. Jesus' name. And even resurrection of dreams and um, yeah, flames that have died or that you thought were dead. That even Anastasia, it's like a sign. The Lord's saying, I'm raising the dead. I'm raising the dead in Jesus' name. So I bless Anastasia. I bless you. Bless Grandpa. <laughs> Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, sir, sir J-O, I think it's R. It might be Jordan. Does that mean something to somebody? J-O, I'm sure there's a J-O here probably. Who's that, what's your name? Is it Jordan or, or what? Considering Jordan, 
Okay, can you stand up? Is there anybody else that means something? Joseph, you're Joseph. I remember you. <laughs> How many of you guys love Joseph? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can stand up. Was there somebody else that, that Jordan meant something to? Okay. Yeah, can you come forward, please? Holy Spirit. I'm going to do this in the mic because some of you guys actually, with the prophetic, how it works sometimes, you can actually receive something that God's speaking to someone else, but it's for you too. And, um, and actually the Holy Spirit responds to hunger. I've personally experienced this where like somebody else is getting a word and the Holy Spirit starts to fall on me. Just if, if he starts manifesting on you and the word, then just, just receive it, okay? And you, you can even put your hand up and just, just to indicate like that's, I'm just as, a, as an act of faith. But, um, <laughs> take a laugh break. <laughs> Fire over Becky. Fire over Becky. Fire over Becky. Fire over Becky. Fire. Fire over Becky. Fire over Becky. Fire over Becky. I just feel that the Jordan represents greatness. It represents greatness. The goat. <laughs> the greatest of all time. <laughs> if you want to talk about that, we can talk about it later, but... <laughs> This baby is going to be a great one, a giant in the faith, a giant in the faith, a giant killer. I feel like he's going to maybe be a little smaller physically, but in, he's like a thousand times bigger on the inside. He's a thousand times bigger on the inside. I just prophesy into this, this baby. I'm, I'm saying it's a he. I'm so sorry. I, I don't. Oh, you don't know yet. I'm, I don't take that as a word. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't even think about it. I mean, if it is a boy, let me know. I'll take credit for it. But um, <laughs> if not, then just forget that. <laughs> I'm like, I normally don't ever do that. <laughs> just to encourage you, my parents thought I was going to be a girl. So look how that worked out, you know. <laughs> Oh, man, this baby's going to be great. Oh, great. How many months? Four months. Yeah, I just feel like this is a prophetic sign, even people in this church, um, that um, some of you guys are, are pregnant with something in the spirit. And even uh, when this baby comes, it's going to be a marking sign for this church of birthing, birthing greatness, birthing greatness. There's like ideas that God's dropping. Even actually uh, this, uh, the beginning of March, March, it's like March 4th through the 13th. Just pay attention to this date. It's like, it's like a time where God's going to 
give really, uh, it's a visitation time, the spirit of God. And I, but I feel like even five months from this time in this church, there's gonna be this like a sign of God birthing greatness. And um, I bless what you're doing in this church, Lord. I bless what you're doing in Becky. I bless this little, this little person in Jesus' name. Can you just put your hand on your, let me just bless, bless this little person. <laughs> Jesus' name, bless this little person. <laughs> we just, we just <laughs> thank you for greatness. Thank you for the greatness that you've put inside of her. Jesus' name, more of the Spirit. And there's a, just this, this, this child is going to be marked by boldness, fear, fearlessness. Um, they're going to be marked by. Um, I see like almost like a competitive thing on them, but it's like a godly thing. Like it, they might go through a season where that's kind of works out its kinks a little bit, but um, (laughs) so we just bless this child. We just say, there's a place for you. We say, even to the spirit realm, make room for this baby in Jesus' name. Make room. Make room. We just say, prepare the way. Prepare the way. And just as uh, John the Baptist went and prepared a way for Jesus, Jesus is preparing a way for baby, for this baby in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name, bless you. Amen. Amen. You guys having a good time? Oh, it's like 142, so <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't feel like it's that late. <laughs> but we're so blessed you guys stuck around. Yeah, so I can just feel hunger in the room right now. Wow, thank you, Holy Spirit. Can we just give the Lord some praise? Can I, can I just sing? Actually, I want to sing this song. Can you stand with me? Is it okay if I do this? I've been hearing this song all day. And I want to sing it just as a declaration. I've got resurrection power Living on the inside, Jesus You have given us freedom No longer Bound by sin and darkness. How's it go? (laughs) I can't remember. How's it go? I'm I'm leading this. Sorry, guys. I thought surely somebody's got to know this song. Like, (laughs) wow. Well, that's it. Like resurrection power. Just say I've got resurrection power. Live it on the inside. Jesus, you have given me freedom. No longer bound by sin and darkness. And the other thing. Amen. I bless you right now in the name of Jesus. I bless every 
Father, I speak especially of the fathers that are standing. I honor you. I declare that your household, something's gonna shift in your household today. I bless the fathers and I bless the mothers. I see revival coming into your houses, the presence of God coming into your home, a shift today in Jesus' name. That you'll remember October 31st, 2021 as a day where everything changed. And I see men taking a stand in this church and saying, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will host heaven. We will, this will be a place where miracles happen. This will be a place where visitations happen. And to the single mothers, I, I speak. There's a special grace over single mothers here that the Lord is gonna be with you in such a special way. And the Father is gonna fill the void. He's filling the void. He's filling the void. And there's even an extra blessing over you in Jesus' name, an extra dose in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.